Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. My name is Angel and I am your host. I would like to extend to you this invitation to join me today on a journey of exploration, discovery, and clarity with one of the many guests from the community who is committed to helping us all on our journey of spiritual transformation. Enjoy the show and be prepared to ask questions if you have them. Looking forward to seeing you today, tomorrow, and thereafter. Enjoy. morning and happy Sunday. It's always a great way for me to start my week is with all of you that are listening and all our callers and our guests who come in early in the morning on Sunday to give you their energy. And our guest this morning is Brandy Moyler, who is a spiritual advisor, healer, um, and just a unique individual in in the world of healing because of the different ways in which she uses energies and crystals. She talks about a crystal elixir. I'm just so excited. I can't even I can't even finish my sentence, Brandy. I'm so excited about talking to you this morning. So let's just let you say hello to everybody and welcome to the show. Hello. I think we may have lost Brandy already. Hold on one second. You see what's going on with our technology. Technology is great when it works. Let's try that now. Can you hear me, Brandy? Brandy, Brandy. Let me try one more thing here. All right, Brandy, are you there now? Can we hear you? Can you hear me now? Oh, you can't hear me? You can't hear me? You can hear me over here, but you can't hear me over here. That's really interesting. Hold on a second. All righty. Are you can you are you there now, Brandy? Mm-mm. Having a technical problem here. Hold on one second, guys. One second. So hang in there, guys. Uh, Brandy's going to dial back in because uh, we she can hear me, but I can't hear her on the radio. So just chill for a moment as we, as we wait for her to call back in. In the meantime, if you're calling in for a question, I've been able to work through a couple of you. I wasn't able to get through the rest of you. Um, I'm going to get through this technical glitch, and once I get to this technical glitch, I'll, I'll try to screen the rest of you, but if you have a question, think of a really good question um, so that Brandy can assist you. She's a specific, uh, her specific areas of of specialty are around healing and resolving issues. So 
it'll be really great if you could get on with her. Let me see if I can get you now. Are you there, Brandy? I'm here. There, yay! We can hear you. All right. That's all. That's 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 amazing. You know, sometimes when we have little glitches, it's like you you work hard for the things that you really want, and so I feel like that that's a good sign. You have we got through the glitches, and we have you on the air, and I'm very excited to have you. Um, thank you for calling in and and being patient through the through the techno techno uh, bunnies there that got in the way. Let's see what we got here. So let's talk about who you are. Let's let you introduce yourself to our to our audience so we can learn who you are and what, what you do and then how you got to this this point in your journey. Okay, great. Well, my name is Brandy Moiler. I am a, a spiritual advisor and a crystal alchemist. Um, I also um, do a lot of shamanic healing and shamanic hypnosis. Uh, I got here, I'll tell you a little bit about where I came from and, and kind of what got me to where I am today? Um, I was born this way. I was always born to see energy and see how things move. And of course, a lot of times children are born this way. You don't really notice that anything's different. You just think that everybody can do that. Like everybody can feel energy and see energy and move energy and play with energy. Um, so I didn't really know that there was something different or unusual. I grew up in a small town in North Carolina called Fowler City. Nobody's probably ever heard of it. Um, I grew up with my mom and dad. We lived on a farm. And I grew up in a very abusive household and environment. And it was very dark all the time. And so because I was always an open portal, right, and I wasn't trained. I was a kid. I didn't know, you know, how to close portals on channel energy or anything, I felt like I always absorbed a lot of the negative energy uh, that went on in our household and environment. And a lot of the things, I always used to always see things before it would happen. And I would tell my family, and it was usually before someone was going to die, before, you know, uh, someone became ill and all of these things. And at an early age, I remember I had just started first grade. I cried every day for like a year, and I, I, I saw that my mom would die, and I didn't really know how that was going to happen, but I knew it was going to happen, and I, I spent my first year of first grade just grieving, and I would ask a bunch of questions trying to kind of pinpoint it so I said, maybe I can prevent it from happening, you know, and, um, you know, my mom just kind of, kind of like just kind of brushed me off. Um, but years later, I, I remember always living, I didn't, I didn't like having the gift and ability to be able to see things because the things that I was seeing were bad. Like no child, you know, wants to see a loved one dying or, you know, or somebody getting killed or something like that. And I, I just remember thinking, I want this to go away. And I remember, and I always used to pray, and I think, God, please make this go away. I'm so scared. I don't want to see this stuff anymore. So over time, I was able, the portal was able to start to close up a little bit. And around when I was 14 years old, what I had always dreaded happened. My mom was murdered, and she was murdered by my father. And 
the night that it happened. Um, oh my goodness. It, it was very, yeah. it was a very traumatic experience, and I, I don't remember because when we go through traumatic experiences, the brain does some really interesting things to close everything down. Yeah, yeah. But my, uh, my mom was murdered, and my dad shot me in the face, and I remember lying in a pool of blood, and I remember thinking. My face is wet. Why am I sweating? I thought in my mind, why am I sweating? Why is, why is everything wet? And I remember there were some police officers that came in, and they, they turned flashlights on, and they said, what is your name? And I said, I'm trying to go to sleep. I said, I'm very, very tired. And they said, we, we, we need you to tell us your name. And I said, well, my name is Brandy. And they said, well, Brandy, you've been shot. And I said, oh, no, I've been shot? And it was just kind of like a dream. And I remember stumbling through the house. I remember knocking over stuff and, and falling down. And then I, I remember laying down on the side of my bed, and everything was just black, just complete black, no light, no nothing. And, um, you know, I remember I, I had flashes. I remember being in the ambulance I rem- that closed. I remember being rolled into the emergency room. I could see my dad on a stretcher in front of me. Uh, And there was just blood just gushing everywhere. And I remember, I I can remember hearing my aunt yelling and screaming and crying. And I remember they kept trying to put the the little, I guess it was a a gas mask or whatever it is to kind of put you to sleep, over my face. And I remember saying, where is my mom? And the lady just kind of looked. I will never forget the expression on her face. It was a really sad look on her face. And I just went out. And days later, I remember waking up, and my I have brothers and sisters, they were much older than me, so they weren't living in the household. They're 16, 17, 18 years older than me. And my sister had told me, she says, you know, Brandy, Daddy killed Mama. And I said, I know. So in the subconscious of my mind, this I already knew. So I wasn't really shocked when it happened because I had been grieving this for years is that I already knew that it was just going to happen. And so that's kind of my story. Um, wow. It, it was interesting because I, I had really at that point really shut myself down and the healing process has been long and extensive over the years. And I remember thinking I'm so angry. Like, God can't be real. I wasn't, you know, a lot of people would say, would come to me and say, you know, you should be grateful that God saved your life. And, um, you know, to, to experience. And, and, and I just couldn't. I was angry. I was like, but I didn't ask to be here. I didn't want this. Like, why am I here? And, you know, I thought, I said, you're going to have to find reason and purpose. There has to be a reason, and there has to be a purpose. And, wow. you know, I decided, you know, I want, I want to help others. And over the years, as you go through things and you learn to heal and you experience things, you, 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 you gain tools and things. And a lot of this stuff I had to do on my own. I didn't have a psychiatrist or a doctor or anybody that I saw. I had to pick up the broken pieces myself. I spent most of my teenage years and early 20s just 
completely in isolation. And um, and I'm a musician, and, and that was healing for me as well, and finding other ways. Um, but yeah, that's kind of that's, that's kind of my powerful. Beginning. That's a powerful story, Brandy. I I'm sitting here listening to you tell the story and and feeling the little the little child kind of caught in that process. But I guess what stands up for me is that you're saying that you saw that before yeah. it happened. And so part of you was the, was a scared child going, what the hell is happening? And the other part is with you, oh, now it's time for that to happen. And right. But always so, living on eggshells, just waiting. Wow. That's amazing. And, and, you know, did your father, what happened to your father, if you don't mind my asking? So the night that happened, so what had happened is he had first uh, murdered my mother so uh, she was actually in in bed, and he had came in with the gun and, you know, shot her while she was lying in bed in her chest. Um, and so uh, uh, apparently the story, as he had told it, I had came out of the room screaming, and he told me to be quiet or he was going to shoot me. Um, and so, of course, I wasn't right. I was devastated. And he shot me. And when we went back to look at the house, I could see the blood splatters against oh, gosh. the door where I had left. And we could see the bullet holes in the mattress where my mom was sleeping. And once he had done that, he actually got in his truck and he drove down the road and he shot our neighbor oh, for no reason. We just don't know what his reasoning was. He shot our neighbor. And this happened maybe around 2 a.m. in the morning. Um, and then he came back and he said, you know, he, he had like a little building outhouse. And he had called his sister and he told her what he had did. And he said he's now going to kill himself. So he attempted to shoot himself um, in the head and had exited through his cheek. So he had survived. Oh, and wow. so when the police came, that's why I saw him come in, in the, you know, in the stretcher. Um, and then, you know, after, you know, they had taken care of him, he went to prison. Um, and as he was awaiting trial, um, this happened on April 19th, 1998. Um, and the following year, on uh, January 1st, he actually, while awaiting trial, he committed suicide when he was in prison. Mm. Years later, wow. and, I, you know, this is so funny because I never remembered this. I was probably, this happened when I was 14. I was probably about 21 when I remembered this. And I think this is really, really powerful. And I often think back about this a lot today. The night that this incident had happened, um, my mom you know, they were they were always arguing, and you know, like a lot, like I said, a lot of times when you grow up in an environment, you, you're a kid, you think that it's normal. I mean, I I thought that my life was normal. I thought that everybody's parents argued and fought like that, and you know, it it wasn't the first time that we had been shot at. And my brothers and sisters, when they were growing up, I mean, that was just kind of like the routine. You know, they argue, they fight. My dad gets the gun, and. And, and, you know, we're always, we were always fearful. And uh, I remember the night that it happened, I was on the phone with, with a friend of mine. 
and there was an incoming call, and I answered it. It was a lady that called in from a prayer line, and she said, hi, this is, you know, such and such from prayer line. She said, I received a call, you know, from here, and I wanted to call back. I said, wow. yeah, I my mom. I said, you know, I said, let, let me get her. And I said, mom, I said, there's a lady on the phone that wants to speak with you. She talked to the lady. It, it was very quick. It, you know, it was very brief. And she says, you know, I'm going to let you. Can, you. can you just pray with my daughter? And I said, and, and, and she said, sure. And so I got on the phone. And I didn't really, I didn't grow up in church or anything. So I didn't really understand, you know, a lot of the concepts. But I said, you know, I figure if it has something to do with God, then it has to be good. So, okay, why not? So the lady was like, is it okay if I pray with you? And I said, sure. And she prayed with me. And she said, you know what? She says, do, do you believe? And I said, I do. She said, you know, do you want to be saved? And I was like, I, I, I guess. I don't know. Sure, why not? And she's like, you know, say this prayer with me. And she was like, can you ask God to save your life? And I said, yes. And I said, God, please save my life. And that was it. And that was the last phone call. And it took me years to remember that. And I said, wow, I wonder wow. if. That time, that moment, because that was the last phone call before I fell asleep, I said, it's like that moment was like my time to ask, you know? I said, I wonder right. if that's how I survived, you know? And when I, wow. in all those years, when I remembered it, you know, I thought, I said, wow. I said, you know, I said, there is a purpose. Because I, I, was, I was very, I was in a dark place you know, throughout my teenage years growing up. You know, I, I just didn't understand why. Why did this have to happen? How can God love me and allow this to happen to me? And I think that's a common response from a lot of people when things go wrong in your life. You know, you kind of yeah. turn back because you just say, oh, well, you know. Yeah, but I have I had something else I got from that that, was, that I, I thought was interesting. You said your mom had made the call? She did. And they called her back and they called her back and the mom gave the mom gave you the phone. It's almost like your mom facilitated that moment. Yes. So yes. powerful. So very powerful. And and I'm really sorry. That's quite a that's a that's an that's a an extremely powerful story of survival and and to know that you saw it before it happened, the trauma of being a child, not understanding the vision, and then it happens, then there's the vision. Um, how long did you work with yourself to to get yourself closer to healing? Because I don't know if you can, like, say you're healed completely when you have think, that kind of memory. Right. I don't think you ever heal completely. You know? Thank you. Yeah. It took a Thank while. You. I, 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 I never, you know, I had kind of just, gave up on a spiritual path and I was like, no, and you know, I got into other things and, and drugs and all kinds of stuff. You know, I, I went to school for music and then I just said, I don't want to do this anymore. And so I left home. Well, after everything happened, I say, I, I was adopted by my sister. My sister's like 17 years older than me. So after everything happened, that's who I lived with. So I was with my, my sister and her family. And, um, I, I, for a couple years, and then I had I went to North Carolina School of the Arts for music. I finished out my high school there, so I, I started there early. I, after that, I thought, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. I said, I need something else. I said, 
I just need to, I just need to get away. I need a new environment. So I changed my major, and I, I moved to Boston, and uh, I said, I'm going to do photography now. And it just kind of put me in a different world and a different place to really do soul searching. I was away from everything and everyone that was familiar to me. And I said, I just have to find myself. So I lived alone and went to school, and it gave me a lot of time to reflect. It really, really did. And um, I, I just really, first, I had to see the light. I really, really had to forgive myself, to forgive my mom, to forgive my dad. And, and that was the start of everything. That was the start. I was like, I have to forgive. And I needed, I was alone. So I needed a lot of spiritual help and guidance. And, and it's something I had to really seek on my own. It wasn't something that I could, you know, go to an advisor and get or, or, you know, go to church or, and get or anything like that. It's something I really, really had to turn inward and to really, really seek for myself. And yeah. Yeah. I remember thinking, I said, you know what? I always had a vision. I remember I thought, where do I belong? Where, where do I go? How do I, I need something, but I don't know exactly what I need, something. And I remember envisioning, I saw like a, like an older Asian man. And I said, maybe, and I, and I saw him like meditating. And I said, that's who I'm looking for. I said, I don't know where I'll find this person. I said, but I know this is this is next in my life. This is something that will come to be. Years later, uh, I remember I had signed up for a class, and I was going to, and I met this guy, and I didn't realize. And when I remember, I was sitting in class, and we were doing meditations, and it it clicked, and I was like, that's what you were saying. So it let me know, this is where you're supposed to be, this is what you're supposed to be doing, and this is your path of life. Because every time I would say, God, where is my path of life and where do I belong, this is what I would see. And so that was kind of the beginning of getting me started where I am now. Wow. So when you healed yourself, when you got through the process of, of healing and completion, did you um, address your your yourself in your child state? Was that a process you had to go through to kind of help that the child that experienced that heal so that if, before you were able to move forward? Was that a part of your your uh, your journey? Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. It, it was really always going back. And say, okay, before you can move forward, and, and that's something that's always important, you know. A lot of times clients and people will come, and I was like, well, we, we got to take it back to basics. Before you can move forward, we got to take you all the way back to see where the root of the problem lies. Uh, and I think that was the most painful experience because you begin what we're trained to do is to you have to look at your life from a third-party perspective. You can't be inside yourself and see yourself. You have to separate from yourself and step back so you can look to say, wow, I didn't know any better. I was just a child. This wasn't my fault. 
or, you know, so that you can really develop more of a compassion even for others instead of blaming my dad. Well, wonder what his issue was to make him do what he did. There's obviously something deeper that lies yeah. in him, you know? Yeah. So I think that's one of the greatest healing tools for anyone is to really be able to detach from yourself and become a third-party viewer in your own life. Right. So I want to I want to get into that, and I want to talk about uh, your teachings with Master Toledo, and then um, talk about the energies. But I, I think it'd be interesting to let one of our callers talk to you, so they can um, get your perspective on something that they got going on for themselves. Is it all right to take a caller now? Are you ready? Sure. Okay. So you are on the air. Um, Right, this is Sharon. She's from New York. She's got a relationship question. Uh, yes. Hi. How are Hi, you? Mom. Good. How are you? Good. Good. Um, fascinating story. Um, I love Your Soul's Plan by Robert Schwartz. Uh, I had a very devastating childhood, lots of issues as well, and I read Robert Schwartz where we do plan things uh, before we are born. Um, to learn the lessons, certain lessons of forgiveness, of mm-hmm. compassion, of so there's no victims. There's just you know lessons that we Let have me. to learn. So it, that's a very healing. Tool. That was a very healing, big healing tool for me as well. But but anyhow, I just have a, a relationship. Bob. I just want to know if you see a relationship for me in the coming future. Okay, so let's back up just a little bit. The previous. The last relationship you had, could you give me a little bit about that, about how that kind of, what kind of happened with that? Well, my husband passed away, okay. you know, about three years ago. So I'm okay, just I was wondering picking up if... like a like a drop in the heart, like a sadness. Okay. So that's... Yeah. That's yeah. So... Well, I'm sorry to hear that. So what else? Take a look. So... As far as what I'm picking up for a relationship with you, I don't see anything serious right away. I'm picking up about three different encounters before you really uh, get serious. So it might be, have you been going out and dating? Yeah, I've been dating a bit, but nothing, nothing, nothing really, serious. you know, and right. Okay, so I see there's about three different people that I'm picking up on. Uh, The first one is the second one. So going on from now, there's there's one in the second phase, the the second one. I feel like I would say probably within the next three years, things will get serious. So maybe not right now, not at the moment, but keep keep going, you know, keep dating and and you'll know because there's when I say three, maybe not three that you'll date, but three significant ones that you're kind of like, oh, it's kind of, you know, it's the second one. Mm-hmm. It's the second one. It, oh, it'd be the second one. Okay. Yes, it's the second one. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. Will I meet this person soon or just... I feel like you... About, I would say about a year and a half from now, 
is what I'm picking mm-hmm. up from the second guy. The first right. one, you're obviously going to meet him, you know, a little bit sooner. And, you know, you kind of just float around. You know, things kind of like start off as friends. Just kind of like texting, how are you doing, you know, and just ch- chatting a little bit. But that's going to be, you know, that. So I'm looking at about a year and a half for that one to kind of pop into your circle. Right, right. Okay. All right. Well, good luck to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate You're welcome, it. Karen. And I wish best you all my Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So um, my question for you then Oh, it's pretty. That was really good, by the way. Um, I liked how you how you talk to her and how you connect people in in this kind of heart based way. It's almost like you're walking in and being calmed. Most people reach out to a spiritual uh, healer or advisor because they've got something going on and they're agitated. So it feels like just your presence is um, calming, and that that seems to be a part of your 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 process is to keep people calm and to bring their energy to kind of like a like a, a, jo- a more joyous, more lifted state. Would that yeah. be fair? So tell me about Master Toledo. Well, I met Master Toledo. Um, it was really interesting how I came. I, I, had, I had already kind of started on my path with the crystals. And um, I was actually at an event, at a fair that I was doing, and I saw him. And I kind of seen his bio, you know, when you look through, you know, the different people that will, like, be there. And I was kind of like, that kind of looks interesting. I said, well, yeah. So it kind of sparkled to me. So when I met him, you know, he came up and started talking to me, and, and I talked to him. And, you know, it was nice. And I was like, wow, he's really interesting. He has a lot of insight. He's very wise and interesting. I didn't know about all the extent of like what he did. Um, but I ended up, he, he told me, he said, you know, I'm going to start taking on some students soon. And the, the opportunity opened up and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to sign up. I said, I would love to learn, you know, more, um, you know, about, you know, healing and, and your practice and, and the type of stuff that you do. And so Master Toledo is a, is a Tibetan shaman, and he specializes um, in healing with disease in the body. And so what I really think, you know, he, he I remember one profound thing that he said to, to us in class one day, he says, you know, I'm not really even here to teach you guys how to be healers. I'm here to teach you the truth. And it was so profound because the concepts, and everything is all about concepts, and that's what I've learned. Everything, if you learn the basic concepts of life, of energetics and things, then it changes your perspective. There's nothing that you can't do because everything that we do and we live it every day is all energy and energy is all in our thinking so the thought is what creates everything and you know I never put all that together but as he was teaching you know these concepts and things I thought to myself wow now my life makes a lot of sense 
Now it gave me a deeper understanding of myself and of others and how healing works, you know. Um, so it was, it was very interesting. We did lots of meditations, a lot of hypnosis, because he's really, really big on teaching about the mind and how the mind works. Because, you know, the teachings are that everything begins in the mind. So if you can think it, you can manifest it, you can channel it, you can create it. Because we, we create our own reality. Um, and so what the biggest thing that I learned, too, was about intent and confidence. And so that's where everything stems from. If you set your intent and you come in with confidence, then you have to think about what kind of energy you are channeling when you think about the frequency and the wavelength of confidence. It's like I'm going to stand no matter what, you know, that you are sure and certain when you go, you know, for healing or anything like that, you know. So I think those are the greatest things that we've learned. And, and, and it's, the teachings really were so powerful. I think that they just help you all across the board in your life, in the life of others. That's pretty That's pretty cool. I'm, I'm going to take another caller now, um, and then I want to talk a little bit more and start talking about the energies that you work with. Um, what is it you say that you have a guest for tuning into the energetic body. I want to talk about that, but I think I'd like to take a caller first. Thank you for holding. Sure. You are on the air with Brandy. Hello, Miss Patricia? Yes, thank you. Hi, Patricia's got a question for about money. She's in, in career, and she's in the beautiful state of Arizona. Hi, Patricia. Hi. What thank is you your question? My- well, can I change my question? <laughs> you can, you can. From money. Since you were talking about family and this and that, yeah, something's really been bothering me. Um, I have um, a family full of females, sisters, that um, there's been a lot of gossip within the family. Mm-hmm. And I have one brother that pretty much was attacked by gossip and that gossip reached my ears and I wanted to put a stop to it so I told my brother the truth of what they were saying about him Mm -hmm. because I think it was fair that they were you know they attacked him um, unfairly and so I don't know what the outcome of that is going to be. My brother was deeply hurt by it, but I felt that he really needed to hear it so that he could see the truth mm-hmm. of, who they, of who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think I did the right thing, I mean, because uh, I had to put an end to all that and put a stop to it and, and expose uh, my sisters for who they really are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I wanted to ask for your insight on that as in you want to know did you do the right thing was it the right thing for you to tell your brother yes because that was in my mind that was a form of justice that was a form of justice okay so you know 
there's lots of ways that you can look at these situations. Sometimes, sometimes it's not in our best interest to know certain things because you have to be in the right mindset when you're going about this. So you let your, I understand your concern for your brother. It's like, no, I don't want you to be blindsided. I want you to know what's going on. I don't want you, you know, to think that everybody's your friend and for you when people are going behind your back, you know, doing stuff. Okay. So in that sense, it's good for him to know and to be aware of what's going on. Now, as far as it's, 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 it's a lot of division, okay? And so that's, that's the problem. So is there a way that you all, and I know you said, you know, it's a lot of drama, and I understand especially when, when dealing with women, but is there a way, is, could there be a way that you all could come together, you understand, to bring everything out in the open. Because the only way to truly heal and complete a situation is just to let the truth out on all ends so everyone can express themselves and say what they have to say. But is there a way that that you think that that could be done? So I don't everyone, just to put it all out on the table. I don't think at this point we're very divided. Um, I have one sister who's a big troublemaker, and she goes from house to house spreading rumors and gossip. She's always in the mix of the gossip. I stay away from it. Right. But she dragged me into it. She dragged me into it, and so I decided to put a stop to it and, and speak the truth so that uh you know, they know that if they tell me something, I'm going to speak the truth. So they have to keep me out of it. It was mm-hmm. just my way of putting a stop to it. I understand. And I understand that and you love your brother and you don't want, you know, him to, you know, be blindsided in everything. You want him to be aware of what's going on. You know, the only way, and I understand, I, I truly understand I think a lot of people have a lot of stuff, you know, going on with family. Family can be difficult to deal with. And I'm sure that, you know, you love your sisters, you love your brother. And sometimes the best for your own, so I'm going to look at you, right, for your own personal benefit that you have released, you said, okay, I'm going to release this, is you really have to just, forgive them and just let it go. It doesn't mean that, you know, okay, I know this is my sister. I know this is how they are. You know what? I love you. I forgive you and release it. You know? That way, because what happens? So I'm I'm gonna talk energetically and what happens. And it's not even a a matter of justice, like oh, am I doing the right thing? It's a matter of releasing. Because at the end of the day, you can't control what they do, right? You can't control your sisters. If they're going to gossip, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do. If they're going to be a troublemaker, they're going to do. So it's almost like 
letting it go, surrendering. Just say, you know what, I that's you, right? I love you. You know, you are who you are, but I'm just not going to be a part of this. So don't look at it as such like a thing of doing the right or wrong thing. Look at it because when you, in, in yourself, when you don't let stuff go or when you, because what, what I'm feeling is kind of like a, energetically it's kind of like a like a tension like i'm going to hold you accountable or for like what you did right so that's kind of it's, it it creates a, a tension the way to really let things go you just have to release it accept it for what it is you know you let your brother know you can't you almost like you can't care you know Because you can't. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Say that again. I can barely hear you. Yeah, I did what I did, and I, I believe I did the right thing, but um, I. Uh, and don't and inside yourself, if you say, okay, I, because everything is relative. You believe that you did the right thing. You said, I love my brother. I'm gonna let my brother know. I'm not doing this to start anything. It's more of like I'm doing this to protect him, right? So you did that. Don't question it. Don't question yourself. Be confident in the decision that you've made because you've done it because, right, you said this is why I've done it, and just release it and let it go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, we all have family and people that's like, you know, I love my family, but we just have to love each other from a distance. Know that you, you can't control what they do, Right. You can only control what you do. And just can be comfortable. Can you say that my sisters are going to calm down and just, I, I just wish the whole gossiping and troublemaking would just stop? Yes. Very understandable. But what you can do, just let it go and detach. A lot of times, when we learn to detach ourselves from things, it gives it room to breathe the situation. You know what I mean? They have their own views, too. You know, you have your perspective. They definitely have their perspective because that's just life. Everybody believes that they're right in what they're doing, right? And you got to just let it go, you know, because people are going to be like they are, and they're going to justify what they do, you know. You just have a heart, and you just feel like right is right and wrong is wrong. But you got to let it go. Okay. Well, thank you. And anytime, you know, and one last thing I just want to say, anytime, what, you know, people believe a lot of times is, when you are dealing with opposition and, you know, people come, you know, you, you feel like you need to fight back or to prove your case or to, you know, justify things, sometimes the power lies in you just saying, you know what, sister, I we have to agree to disagree, but I love you and just let it go. You'll be surprised at how by you just taking the tension off and releasing how things can move. 
Okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. It's Patricia, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. I hope I was able to help you today. Yes, thank you. You have a good day. You too. Thank you for calling. I'm going to take uh, another call here since we're coming close to the end to make sure we can get as many people in that have, that have called in. Uh, hold on a second here. Our next caller is Laura. Laura's from New Jersey, and she has a career question. Are you available there, Laura? Are you, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, my question is I'm looking for a work. I usually do contract work. And just wondered what you see for me, maybe making a move or getting a job somewhere. And what what state are you currently in right now? I'm in New Jersey. New Jersey. And when you say contract work, what, what type of contract work may I ask? So it's usually training, something to do with rolling out a training program or doing change management for companies. Okay. So let's see. So is this kind of like, um, is this something that you are, or is this kind of like a, um, you kind of like work for yourself, or is it like underneath a company that you're looking for? Or is it? It's usually underneath like another company, like an agency, because I like to get W two work. Because mm-hmm. if I get W two, then I can get unemployment in between jobs. Okay, perfect. All right. So in this one, I just pulled a couple cards here. So I'm looking at the Emperor and the Ace of Swords here. Okay. So we're looking at some new opportunities and new ideas. I am feeling, I'm looking at the month of October. Now, what have you put out there thus far? So right now I've got, I had put out for work in North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina, but I just found out the other day that the client did not pick my resume to interview. Yes. And then uh-huh. I have a I have a contract out in Delaware right now trying to get an interview for that job. And I have put out a few for New Jersey, but nothing else has come along right currently. Okay, out of everything you said, I'm I'm not still in New Jersey. Delaware is a possibility. There's a possibility with the one in Delaware. What I'm picking up for, I do believe what I'm feeling for October is the possibility of the Delaware or something in Delaware. So I don't know, I don't believe that this is something new that you are going to be applying for. I feel like it's something that's already in the making. So it's going to be, You'll you'll have to decide. So it'll kind of be like um how everything is kind of like presented to you. You'll have to decide if you know if the pay if this is you know it'll, it'll kind of be up to you with that opportunity. The ball's gonna kind of be in your court. So you'll have to decide if it's gonna work or be right for you. But I do feel something with the opportunity uh, in Delaware. I would suggest over time, 
I would keep applying to expand your options for what you're doing. Yeah, I I want to I want to settle down someplace, and the problem is, I never feel like I'm ready to. Every time I want to try to buy a home, something happens, mm-hmm. and everything falls apart. And I'm just I'm so anxious to just so get when you're settled. just trying to tell you something, it's like nope, this is not the one or not the time. Well, when is it going to be time? <laughs> right, right, right. I'm I don't saying, understand. <laughs> I, I feel it. I feel, hey, I feel like a lot of anxious energy. Like, okay, I just want something. I just want to do it. Like, this is this is where I am in life. I, I want to make this happen, like, now. Yeah, um, I want to be planted somewhere. You know what? How do I say this? Do you, do you know what you want to be, like, planted? Like, I feel like, okay. It's kind of like you're working away from the outside in. It's kind of like I just want to be planted. I'll figure out all the rest after I get. So I just, I just want like stable, planted, grounded where I want to be. You know. Yeah. Work it yeah, from the I inside do. out because you're trying to work it from the outside in, right? So, say okay. For example, all right. Here's my job. You know, this is what they offered me. Is this going to work for me? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm going to take it, right? I'm going to I'm going to go to Delaware or I'm going to take this job here and I'm going to move from the inside out. You know? Start from the center. You know? Lay down your first foundation and then expand on that. I know it's hard to it's easier said than done because you're anxious right now. You're like, I'm anxious. I I'm it's time. You know, it's like a person that's like my biological time clock is ticking. I need a kid now. But you got to meet the guy first, you know. So yeah, well, it's like past time though for my age and everything to get. I just I need some something. I but I listen, thought I was going to go down to North Carolina and get situated down there. But that's not true. That's not true. You see, we all feel like that, and you think, okay, time is running out. I need I need to get my life together like now. But you know what? There really, you know, I know it sounds cliche, but there really is no set time or set rules on when and how because it's your life and it's your journey you know you never know what God or the universe has in store for you you know you're trying to make your life you're, you, you know it's like alright I'm you know 21 now I need to get my first job, I need to do this, I've graduated college, okay, now it's time for me to have a kid, you're trying to, uh, you have, like, the system, the structure, like, this is how it needs to be, and, like, this is not falling in line, and that's just life, it won't, because life doesn't work like that, we have what we think is supposed to be, but life always throws us curveballs and surprises, I don't think that you're in a bad place. This is you personally becoming anxious. You're not in a bad place in your life. It's just that you're inside your head. Do you understand? Yeah. Here's some advice for you. And this is how things move. Show gratitude. Be grateful for where you are. You know, 
God, I'm really grateful for where I am. I may not be where I think that I should be, but I'm so grateful for where I am. And we all have this misconception that, all right, I'll be happy as soon as I get this job, I do this, I have that, and then I'll be happy. But it doesn't work like that. It's opposite. You find your contentment and your happiness with you where you are right here, right now, okay? And then everything else will fall in place. It's just about developing your center. You can't draw the outside line until you put the point in the middle. You understand? Just change. That's all. It's just a simple change in the way that you're perceiving everything. And when you change that, then the desires of your heart will be met. Brownie, that's really good advice. Talk hopeless helps. And that's all. It's simple. It's never as complicated in life as we make it. Simple. Really awesome. Thank you for calling. I hope that helps. How you you feeling? You feeling better? Yeah, actually. Thank you very much for that. Good, good. Good, good, good. Have a fantastic day and thank you again for calling in. Thank you. Thank you, Benny. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Okay, we only have a few minutes left. That was all really, really great, uh, giving you people an opportunity to, to, to sample how you work and, and hear and see how you work. And I know there's a, a few people still online, and we're not going to be able to get to everybody because of the timing uh, constraints. So how can they reach out to you if they wanted to connect with you uh, for a session? Of if work? anybody ever wants to connect with me for a session, you can visit the website at www apothecarybee.com uh, are, you, are you are you apothecary bee girl <laughs> I yes. love it <laughs> yes bee from Brandy <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it I love it uh, go ahead I'm sorry I, I couldn't help it. it was just it was delightful so yeah that's the website www.apothecarybee.com or you can connect on social media uh, on Facebook, same thing, Apothecary B, or on Instagram, Apothecary B C O on Instagram. Very good, I love it. So you know, as we as we bring our energies here to a close, you know, again, I want to thank you for being on the radio. This has been really cool uh, talking to someone in who has been through what one could easily call um, a, a life changing event that was extremely traumatic. And you've turned your life around and been able to create something powerful out of the pain, so to speak. And that, for me, communicates hope that, yes. that, that, that we can hope. get somewhere. But there's always hope. I wanted to give you an opportunity to, to speak to that here in the closing minutes uh, before we say goodbye. Awesome. You know, I, I always, my, I always, my favorite quote I always say, it's never ever too late to turn it all around and I have to remind myself of that because sometimes in life you just feel like oh I mean it could be anything you know you can be like I've gained 50 pounds it's just doom and gloom it's just over it's no it's never too late to turn it all around no matter where you are or what path you've been down you know life goes down life comes back up that's just how it is you know just because you know you may have misfortune in one aspect of life or in childhood, it doesn't mean that you can't be a successful adult. You know, you hear stories of people who are, 
you know, homeless and had nothing. And now they're like billionaires and own corporations and stuff. So, you know, I just want people to be inspired and for people to really, truly get to know themselves and love themselves because you can't do anything in life without yourself. It's almost like we try to move without planting the root in the center. And everything begins with self. Beginning with self is not being selfish. It's being smart. You've got to have your roots in yourself. You've got to forgive yourself. You've got to love yourself. You have to accept yourself. You can't live your life comparing yourself to others or what should have, could have, would have. And you have to enjoy each and every moment. Life is precious. Mm-hmm. Life is short. You know, make the best of it. You know, a lot of things that you, you worry about, you know, your teenage years, you're insecure. When people get older, you just don't care anymore. You're like, listen, I'm old now. I don't care. I'm right. <laughs> Because, because you right. realize, you know, like, wow, I've lived my whole life worrying about what others think. Oh, and man. I've never really lived my life for myself, doing things that I want to do. So I love just, it. Yeah. I love it. I, I love it. I love your energy. Um, I'm so glad we were able to in, encounter, you know, with you. I would love to talk more about energy, but I had to bring you back on. Um, sometimes no, we need that carried away. I, I, I should warn you. I get carried away sometimes. <laughs> okay. It's all right because we need to hear it. I think the most important thing to me uh, is that people really see and hear, especially people that we haven't had on before, because there's more to it than just answering a question. It's the energy that you bring to the table that makes it special, and you can't get that in, in two minutes. That takes a minute for people to actually experience. So I'm, I'm okay with that. And for our listeners who didn't get through, and there are, there are a couple of you, um, call in again sometime or reach out to Brandy yourself on her site. She's quite affordable, actually, compared to a lot of people that are out there. And I'm sure that if, if you connect with her, you should contact her because now's the time to for that deep, soulful healing, right? Yes. Now's the time. And do long-distance healing. Um, and I'm available for live appointments like that. So we really, in, in you know, elixirs and things. I didn't really get a chance to talk about those, but yeah, definitely those are those are done tuned to your body, and they can be done live right here online. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, so I know I didn't get that on my list. I didn't get to do that because it was just fascinating what to do. But we'll get you here again sometime, Brandy. We will. In the meantime, thank you for for being here, and thank everybody for listening. I hope everybody has mm-hmm. a fantastic Sunday. God bless. Thank you guys so much. (laughs) God bless and good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.